Alright guys, welcome to episode 91 of the Pinerola Podcast. I just woke up and I want to get this episode released. So, I just had a uh, 37 day long sleep experience because of melatonin. In which I went through a lot of dreams, but mostly I became the doom guy of the local coyote population because they killed my dog so I went and killed all the coyotes that was interesting it was mostly just a mess of like choking choking coyotes out and I think I drowned one of them that was weird I don't know how to feel about that I mean deep down I feel good about it because that coyote killed my dream dog but I still don't know how to feel about that Also, I just went down a rabbit hole here with some French dude who is teaching Judith Rose's application of jiu-jitsu. I didn't understand any of it, but hopefully I understand what the judo throw is. (sighs) So, one thing I really want to watch next after I get done with this, which is probably only going to be 30 minutes today, is the uh, first play reviews of Fallout 76. I've heard it's trash, which, surprise, surprise, when you you break away from everything that Fallout has been for the past, you know, 37 years to the power of 20 for the past 40 million years, um, the game isn't going to have the same flavor and it's not going to have the same you know charm that made it what it was I mean cool you can try out uh, no NPCs and only player character interactions but I don't really want that it doesn't make sense to me that you couldn't have just had player character interactions and non-player character interactions because NPCs have historically driven the story in that game. So, you know, good job, Todd Howard. On top of that, all of the things that they um, proposed or adding as features to the game, you can absolutely do that with non-player characters and player characters. I mean, there was a whole thing in Fallout 3. Where you had the decision to nuke Megaton or not from Tenpenny Tower. You can drop nukes again in this game. So why not just make it so that there's NPCs that you could kill? I mean, come on. Just just get it together, guys. You know, I'm, I'm ready for Elder Scrolls 6. Whatever, it's going to be probably Hammerfell. I don't know. And whatever that new IP they have, Starfield or something, it looks interesting. I'm, I'm kind of excited for it. As long as it's not Skyrim in space or Fallout in space, I'll be happy. Um, speaking of games in space, I got an email yesterday from the uh, Star Citizen people. The, uh, if you don't know what Star Citizen is, it's... Uh, historically 
historically monumental game in the fact that they decided to build the most ambitious game of all time. And they have taken probably more than $100 million worth of people's money and they haven't produced a game yet. They produced a beta where you can fly ships around. Uh, there's no game. I paid into that, I would say, way back in 2013. I still don't have a game. And I put about $141.50 into that game. For a fucking ship. And now, I can't even play it. So. I don't know. I got an email from them about an update to their single player version of the game. And honestly, I, I, uh, I really think that they need to get their shit together. I would love to have played that game, and I would definitely be playing that game if it came out two, three years ago. But because they decided, you know what, let's never release this game, it's going to go into development hell, and it's going to be just like Half-Life 3. This game... I bet will never come out. If it comes out, it's going to come out in later than five years from today. It's weird. I mean, I can't, I can't justify playing a game after that long. And, you know, I, I love the concept of the game. Basically, it's a, it's a space RPG first person shooter where, you can effectively do nearly whatever you want. I mean, the uh, the stuff they were building into this game was insane, and I would want there to be way more interest in it. But you know, it, it had its peak interest in like twenty twelve. Now it's fizzled out. I mean, I'll go check the Star Citizen subreddit. Let's see. Um, Star Citizen. Not my posts. Star Citizen. They've got uh, 130,000 subscribers. Oh my god, they've got a fucking teaser trailer from when? When did it come out? A day ago? Hmm. Hmm. Oh, I guess Mark Hamill is in the game. That's that's cool. Um. Yeah, I, I didn't really give a shit about it. I'm, I I care so little about this game at this point that I had no idea it had a ton of movie stars in it. I guess that's just how. Uh, Guess that's just how it is. How it is. Especially when you fuck people out of a game for five years. Even longer than that. Seven years. And they said this game was going to be done in 2015. That disappoints me. So, I know I've been talking about it a lot lately, but I'm going down the rabbit hole of martial arts. 
Do you guys know that there was a big difference between pre-war judo, I mean pre-World War II judo and post-World War II judo? I didn't really know that either until I heard some comments about it on the judo subreddit. And they were talking about things like, oh, you know, post-World War II, they took all the teeth out of judo. And I looked at it. I went and found some footage of pre-World War II judo. And it's basically jujitsu. I mean, they have a the uh, sect of judo that's all ground game that I was talking about a few weeks ago. It's called Kosen Judo. And they still teach it certain places. Um, effectively, it is just jujitsu. And, you know, I, I, it's interesting to me because of how time forgets certain things and on top of that last night I was I was going deep into the forums because I've been trying to answer the question right if you're training wrestling you'll definitely get better at jujitsu but will jujitsu make you better at wrestling and everyone I've seen is like oh no it's bullshit bro Everyone in Jiu-Jitsu is on their back. You'll, you'll get fucking pinned immediately. And then I found this this quote. It's like a long article by Mark Schultz, Dave Schultz's brother. The two brothers, some of the best Olympic wrestlers in the history of the world. Most particularly the history of the United States. They were saying effectively that Jiu-Jitsu and wrestling are the same thing. They just have one key fundamental difference. And that is wrestlers don't give their back... So they turn their belly down when they hit the floor. Jiu-Jitsu players don't turn their belly down when they hit the floor. And that answered my question, basically. So what that means is, I'm going to terrorize people in both sports. <sighs> okay. Um, I'm a tired boy today. Um, <laughs> hang on. Um, I was thinking, because I was reading something, you know, yesterday about uh, podcasting. And it was talking about, you know, finding a niche. And I've been considering, you know, that made me consider does opinion overload have a niche? I mean, you could say, you know, the niche is shows like Time Suck and my show and all those. Those are a niche, which is basically just general survey education. And I I wonder if maybe going more specific would, would suit my purposes or would be a better way to teach you guys things like going deeper into ancient history or becoming a specific history podcast or a specific uh, paranormal podcast. But see, that's something I don't really feel like doing because I don't want to be limited to one thing. You know, like, I love history. But it gets boring. And I like to break it up with things like uh, you know, ghost stories or paranormal things and stuff like that. Just because 
okay, I could do history all day, every day, but I don't really want to subject you guys to a bunch of fucking boring shit. I mean, you know, I try to make history as entertaining as possible, but stuff like historical politics and, you know, border wars and stuff, that stuff can be boring. Because really, it's just two dudes arguing over where their imaginary line ends and the other imaginary line begins. Or, you know, succession crises. I had a dream like two weeks ago that the Trump family was a bunch of vampires. Specifically styled after Dio from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. And... They were having a succession crisis in which Trump actually had been killed, but he was resurrected in a dark ritual, and they didn't know if the son should stay the head of the family, or if the resurrected Trump demon should stay the head of the family. I have interesting dreams, people. I, I think it's melatonin. I also think my brain produces more DMT than usual. So, anytime I sleep, I'm going for an interesting ride down the uh, rabbit hole again. <sighs> you have no idea what these dreams are like. I highly recommend melatonin for sleeping. I take two milligrams a day, and that, that puts me out of my fucking mind. You know, it's not super severe. Okay. I had problems with melatonin a while ago because I was taking a lot. I used to take like 10 milligrams a day. And that made me like twitchy, like a crack addict. And I had to stop for a while. I stopped using melatonin. I just stopped using sleep aids altogether for like a month because I wanted to make sure that it was all clear. And then I, I got individual, like, one milligram tabs. And I take two of those, two milligrams a night. And it's effective. It's not like, you know, you take them an hour before, and by the time you, you know, are in bed an hour later, uh, you're immediately knocked out. It's like, I can still, you know, be active. I can still function well. I don't feel hindered at all. But when I lay down to sleep, like, I'm asleep within five five or seven minutes. Which I, I appreciate that. And I think I'm going way, way, way deep into REM sleep. Because of these fucking insane dreams I've had, I'm having. And the time dilation of it. So... I'm probably getting more restful sleep on average because of the melatonin and because of the fact I'm going into super deep sleep. I don't know. But all I can tell you is I fell asleep at 10. I woke up at 1. I thought that had been like 12 hours. I fell asleep at... or I, fell asleep at 1, woke up at 3, I thought that had been another 12 hours, 
and then I woke up at 7. I thought that had been another 24 hours. I will be back. I'm going to go take a break and eat something. Uh, see you guys in a minute. I return. Just had a solid breakfast. Realized that I should now wash my hair because it feels kind of greasy. You know, I don't know why, but I, I definitely think I need a new bed because I, I wake up really dank. Like, kind of coated almost and, and like dead skin and sweat. I don't know how to feel about that. Hmm. So I'm just kind of trolling through Reddit right now. Um, I, I, I got back into 40k. That was nice. Ooh, that's cool. Huh. Some original concept art from Metroid Prime 2. Good game. Good game. Um, got back into 40k yesterday. Fun game. I have to adjust some of my tactics. And some models. The um, biggest thing for me was that I didn't have enough... I had consistent shooting in the early turns. But the psychic potential of the orcs was... Just, it, it was too dangerous. I should have killed the Psyker, you know, early turns, but I didn't, and he was able to teleport dudes around uh, the table, so he dropped 30, 30 guys on my uh, marines, like, last turn, and they're extremely easy to kill. I mean, literally any minus one weapon will kill them. But there's 30 of them. And I can only shoot at max. In that turn, I could have shot 15 times. Not overdoing damage. So I would have likely killed all of them. And I would have taken some of the morale phase. But uh, I couldn't have done it all. Now, the thing that killed me was he pulled off both of his charges you guys probably have no idea what I'm talking about basically he can fight me in hand to hand combat if he rolls dice and he makes a charge from X distance away in this case it was 9 inches and he made both of them which statistically odd but or statistically unusual but he made them so good on him and he tied up my shooting units for the last turns, secured the superior objective, and I lost. And I was winning up until that point. So, what I think I need to do is put up a stronger base of fire in the form of knights, which this is basically just me talking to myself at this point, um, put up a stronger base of fire in the form of night houses, which just look up, uh, Imperial Knight. They're pretty, pretty dope looking. And I have to do, you know, 
get them as mobile as possible. The biggest problem I had was that the some of the strongest units were the least mobile. And I had some positioning issues. I mean, if I had gotten an, a chaff unit like cultists just to hang out on the board, which is what I definitely should have done, but I don't because, you know, I'm lazy and dumb with cultist units because I don't really like them. I like plague marines more, but plague marines are more expensive, you know. Um, hopefully chapter approved brings the price of plague marines down some more so they can be a better competitive unit. You know, it, it, it's, it's hard because you have to know the balance. And the thing is, with the rules changing now, uh, they just, you know, changed some of the rules because there were some strategies that were getting too powerful. For example, one of them was called forward operatives, in which one of the renegade chapters or traitor chapters, the Alpha Legion, could drop one unit like nine inches away from the enemy before the game even starts. And what people were doing was putting 20 close combat specialist units right in front of the enemy, charging, usually making a 9-inch charge because I think they have rerolls, and just devastating a huge chunk of your army because 20 models has something like uh, each Berserker has 3 attacks, at least 60, 120 attacks because they get to fight twice, hitting on 3s, potentially rerolling 1s. I mean, you know, it, it's... It's a mess, especially for someone who's not able to fight that because they have to spend their whole like first or one or two turns just fighting off a 20 unit squad of berserkers. And it it's kind of, I get why they changed it, but I don't like that they changed it. Because there's absolutely ways to deal with 20, 20 Berserkers in a turn. I mean, you know, there's shooting strong enough to wipe them off the board. There's all kinds of things. Which, surprisingly, um, I have no idea what I was going to say. I, I was just, I was talking. That's, that's where that is. I'm going to leave that alone. You know, I, I like I like the strategy parts of the game. And the problem I have with some people is that they really, really abuse the rules. And most of it's in the form of Dark Eldar, which is one of the factions, but uh, I'm not even going to talk about that. The Night Houses are interesting, though, because they're super mobile, especially with some of the new units, and exceptionally strong. 24 uh, AP2, two damage, two flat damage shots coming out of one unit per turn. And then, you know, an average of eight per smaller unit doing strength seven AP2 D3, I think. It's just so good. Is a flat out like weapons platform you know the biggest problem 
with a lot of horde armies is that specifically I'd say Imperial Guard is that because they have five up saves it can be kind of hard to kill them if they get buffed up like it was really hard to kill the orcs sometimes because they get buffed up like if I had a character sniper which luckily I, I killed the warlord which is providing all the buffs in the first place but you know there was one character I accidentally killed you know by causing an explosion that would have given him 16% higher chance of hitting with his um, with all his weapons and that would have like turned the tide of the game immediately the biggest thing the biggest mistake I made was not eliminating his psyker because he was able to teleport units around the board that was a bad move on my part and I, I realize now that if I did it earlier in the game I would have been able to uh, win because I had secured four of six objectives before he teleported into my lines and ruined my life <sighs> I'm so kind of tired Let's see, what else am I up to lately? Um, no, no, no. Oh, let's see. Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet, but all the Infinity Stones are different Adobe products. <laughs> That's good, like Photoshop. Um, I am gonna sign off for today. I'll catch you guys on Tuesday. I'm still trying to sort out that thing with Angelo. I, 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 oh, I have no idea when he's gonna come on. So, I'll keep you guys updated, I guess. Um, I'll see you on Tuesday with part three of the Omshin Rikyo uh, series, the ending. It's probably not going to be nearly as organized as the others. What it is going to be, though, is a bunch of conspiratorial speculation. So, tune in for that. Remember, uh, actually, no, I have to remind you. I'm going to be on another show called the Almost Legal Podcast. It's a conspiracy podcast on Saturday. I don't know when they're going to release it, but that's when I'm recording it. And it's not going to be released here. It's going to be released there. So if you want to listen to it, you have to go over to their show. Um, that's all the news. Remember, if you us on iTunes, share it with your boys. And I will see you guys later.